0: following
1: program is a presentation of fox sports radio charlotte the free fox sports app available from apple or google play and always online at fox sports radio charlotte.com it's time for the uptown sports crowd here's mackie gallagher with ben cole Good morning, Charlotte, and welcome to another episode of the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher. I am joined by the one, the only, the man with the most, Benjamin Cole. Some call him Ben, some call him Ben, Benny, and some call him (laughs) Benalicious. We appreciate you joining us uh, this Sunday morning. Uh, You can catch us on 94.7 FM over the airwaves of the Queen City on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. You can also stream live from anywhere in the world using our Fox Sports Radio Charlotte mobile app or go online to our website, FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com. And don't worry if you can't catch a show when it's on the air at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. We post a podcast version of the show on Apple Music. I'll I'll say Apple first. Uh, Spotify, my baby and any other place you get podcasts from. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Uptown Sports Crowd. Ben, we got a lot to talk about. We have the Super Bowl that just happened. That signals the end of the NFL season, and what a great season it has been once again. Uh, the Panthers are continuing their dominance of hiring experienced players coaches slash ex-players to their new coaching staff for the 2023 season uh we have some personal news of what you're doing this weekend that i would love to talk about but before we get into all of that i gotta ask the most important question of the day what is it how are you doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh good how are you i am good so you know, i wanted basic you of responses
1: i wanted I wanted you to elaborate why well, are you doing good
0: uh i'm excited i'm playing in the world series of poker uh down in cherokee um, so I'm very excited for that, a chance to maybe win some money, um, battle with the pros on the felt, but that's, uh, I'm excited. That's why, that's why I'm doing good. And we got a long weekend. Yes. Can't we forget do. about that. We got Monday off. Oh, Ooh. That just got me excited thinking about it. I know. I know. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. I love a Monday off. And then it means on the flip side, it's good on both ends. You got the three day weekend, then you got the four day work week on the, on the, other side of it, it's are, just a win-win all around.
1: Are, are you one of those people that would love to have a four-day work week uh, just yeah. Monday through Thursday? I,
0: I, I do think the productivity would go up with a shortened work week. I, I cannot lie. I just find I find myself because and if you talk to most people, I feel like you know they're kind of burnt out at the beginning of the week or slash at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. But it's the middle, it's the heart of the week where people are really thriving. But if you kind of took out those areas where they're burning out, maybe you'd just see more thriving, thriving tu- all around.
1: That Tuesday through Thursday, man. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I'm pretty sure I did my best in college in my Tuesday Thursday classes. Yeah. I'm just zoned in. Yeah. I had I had that Monday where I didn't have this class to get warmed up. And then Thursday, I'm just like, oh, tomorrow's Friday. But Monday's the beginning of the week. Wednesday is like, oh, you're barely in the middle. You got you got mm-hmm. two more days at least. And then Friday is just like, ah, oh, can today just end already? Yeah. And so Tuesday, Thursday, and we'll throw we'll sprinkle a Wednesday in there. It's a hump day. That's the only day of the week that has a that's known for another name. But no, I. I'll I'll, I'll do you one better. What if we could have a three-day work week and it's just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? I'll do you one better! What if Wednesday was the only... Wednesday is the only day that starts with a W. Work starts with a W. So I feel like we should, you know... Combine the two and let's, only work on Wednesday. Let's run
0: that up the totem pole and, uh, to the legislators.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll send an email to uh, Charlotte All Market staff here at uh, Beasley Media Group, and uh, I'll get I'll get their uh, I'll get their opinion to see if we can have a one day work week where it's just Wednesday. You know, like I'll even I'll even make it like a nine hour work day, eight yeah. and a half hour work yeah. day, nine yeah. hour. Like if you're gonna only make me work one day of the week, I'll throw on an extra thirty minutes that one day. But no. All right, we'll we'll stop pushing our one day work week propaganda <laughs> on you. Uh the Super Bowl happened. Super Bowl happened. It was a very entertaining one, I believe. The Super Bowl was one of the more this versus the uh between the Eagles and the Chiefs was one of the more entertaining Super Bowls. Definitely in recent years, it lived up to the hype. And you know I'm, you know I've we been happy about this. We got to toot our own horn. We got to toot that once again. You can catch the Uptown Sports Crowd recorded podcast version on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen your podcast. You can go back and you can listen to our score predictions. And I'm so mad. I I knew it was going to be a three point game. I told you this. I was like, it's going to yeah. come down to a field goal, even if it's not a field goal as time expires, which that was the case pretty much. Um, I was like, it's going to be an offensive shootout, and it was. It was. And my final score prediction. Were the Chiefs, so I got that right, 37-34. to 34. Mm. And Ben, what was the final score?
0: 38-35 mm. in favor of Kansas mm. City. Mm. Mm. We were both pretty close, though. I went with Chiefs 37, Eagles 31. I was maybe predicting a little overtime madness yes. where the Chiefs just get that touchdown and the game ends right there. But both of us predicted the shootout score in the, in the 30s, and we both went with the Chiefs, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes for the for the W and we were right. We were so, right. So um you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. Twice a day. And there's two of
1: us. <laughs> and so you must be the twelve and I must be the six. And we were we were right twice on our prediction for a Super Bowl. And speaking of twice, Patrick Mahomes has won the Super Bowl twice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, bars. <laughs> but uh but Jalen hurts. That's the thing. And uh Travis Kelsey said this in his postgame press conference uh Jalen Hurts even with the loss could have won Super Bowl MVP obviously you know Super Bowl MVP goes to the winning team but Jalen Hurts outplayed everybody Mm -hmm. everybody he was the best player in 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 the game
0: yeah he threw for 304 yards and a touchdown no picks no turnovers also had three rushing touchdowns led the team in rushing 15 carries 70 yards Patrick Mahomes still had three three passing touchdowns yeah. but only on 180 yards so yeah
1: i i, I got to i hate to do this to you Ben I hate to uh prove you wrong but didn't didn't Jay, was it wasn't it Jalen Hurts that fumbled the ball Oh, that, that ended up, you know, leading to a touchdown. <laughs> Normally, you're the one proving me wrong, so I got to return the favor. You're right. I, no, I slipped my
0: mind. Well, it was one it was the, a week ago.
1: <laughs> it, was, it, was one, it was one of those fumbles where you're running, and I think he just tried to tuck it, and it yeah. just fell. And me and you, we watched it at our friend Jack Rich's house, and we told you, or we talked to each other. I was like, it's all it's honestly going to come down to which defense or special teams can make a play and third down and third down we did say third down mm-hmm. and Jalen Hurts and the Eagles did very have, was very successful on third and short with that QB sneak that they have um the Chiefs defense scored that touchdown after that Jalen Hurts fumble and then Tony had a huge punt return late in the game with about 10 minutes left that put them right inside the 10-yard line uh so the Chiefs definitely won the defense and special teams game changing battle game changing plays battle uh Jalen hurts the time. It was it was impressive because the the def, the defensive touchdown by the Chiefs, you know, played into the disparity in time of possession between the Eagles and the uh, mm-hmm. Chiefs. But then once the Chiefs took that late lead, that's when the time of possession started hurting the Eagles because they it were did. they were marching down the field, but they weren't getting many points with how much. Well, I guess they were getting many points. I mean, they ended up scoring thirty five, but. Uh, you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. it was one of those things like they won the time of possession battle all the way through until the end of the game and then 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 their kind of slope pace of play became much more urgent Mm -hmm. which ended up being costly for them
0: yeah but overall great game amazing game Uh, I always love a good comeback too and and I said we were watching the game Uh, and again shout out to the hosts of the Super Bowl parties I mentioned last week we appreciate all of you hosts that you know Provided the food and the and the comfort, and then cleaned up afterwards. But we were watching that game, and it was halftime. And I said, Andy Reid, Andy Reid. I said last week, <laughs> Andy Reid. I'm not necessarily going with the Chiefs. I'm going with Andy Reid and the coaching and uh, those adjustments. Something clicked in that second half because the Chiefs really did. They, they won that second half.
1: They got they got creative with their play calls. They got mm-hmm. uh you know they 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 ran that play that ended up being called corn dog. Andy Reid, that, that play where the uh, wide receiver did a fake, like, mm-hmm. flat, or fake, not flat, drag route. And then yeah, just and then cuts went back. Out a little ziggy-zag. Zig-
0: yeah, and it's uh, in motion, too, so it's really hard mm-hmm. as a defender because, obviously, that wide receiver's in motion. You're expecting it to be, like, a drag route where they're coming off the motion, so they're just going to be, they're already going to have that jump on you, so you're trying to keep up. And then, boom, next thing you know, he cuts back. Exactly. Wide open guy in the flat, wide Tutty. Open.
1: Hey, corndog. Uh, corn dog, corndog, corndog. One of my favorite movie scenes, <laughs> movie lines of all times, is uh from Semi Pro, which is a sports movie, so we're gonna talk about it. But have you ever seen that movie Semi Pro? Yeah. Remember when Big Jackie Will, Moon got yeah, remember, remember when Jackie Moon promised corndogs to everybody that uh-huh. was in the Flint Tropics arena? If they scored 125 points, and they didn't have enough corndogs, but they ended up scoring Eddie Moniz, Uh, ended up scoring 125 points, and then Father Pat said, Corn dog, Jackie. Corn dog. On, dog, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Eric Bieniemy said to Andy Reid when he realized he wanted to run that play. Mm-hmm. He just looked over and said, "Corn dog, Andy." <laughs> corn dog. Now, and Patrick, speaking
0: of uh, Bieniemy, uh, I thought you were gonna say corn dogs. But... <laughs> uh, he is in talks with the Commanders right now yep. uh, to become their offensive coordinator. Apparently, reports are saying that that conversation has been trending well, mm-hmm. and uh, they're kind of maybe reaching an agreement. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't know. Would you leave one position for the same position on a team that's objectively worse?
1: Uh, My thing, I mean, obviously I think bien can, you know, just continue to help the Chiefs be a dynasty with Andy Reid. I think this is my personal opinion. I would love to see bien in a head coaching role. I would also love to see him just continue winning Super Bowls with the Chiefs. Uh, But I think the reason he would make a lateral move like that to the same position with a team that might be not might be, that a team that is worse than Kansas City.
0: <laughs> Super Bowl champion is, team that didn't yeah. make the playoffs. Nah, they're <laughs> yeah, basically the same. They're
1: basically <laughs> the same. I think he's doing that to show that he can still perform with a team like the Washington Commanders.
0: That's and fair. And showing
1: that it's like, hey, I can be a head coach. Mm-hmm. This isn't just because I'm with Andy Reid or with Patrick Mahomes. But anybody who watches football understands how important Eric yeah. bien is to this the Chiefs' success in the last half decade or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, any final words on uh, the Super Bowl? I mean, overall, it was good. Uh, we we will th- we're running out of time for this first segment. We but might there have is, to talk a little more about it. Saying, there is a few more things I want to touch yeah. on. We talked about Eric Bieniemy possibly uh, being a new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Uh, the Eagles lost both their defensive and offensive coordinators mm-hmm. to head coaching positions with the uh, Colts and the Arizona Cardinals. So I mean, you know, it's going to be a lot of turnaround in the coaching positions for a lot of these successful teams and you know later on the show we'll talk about how successful frank reich has been with forming his coaching staff here in carolina don't go anywhere this is the uptown sports crowd when we come back we're going to continue the super bowl talk for just a minute and then we'll get into frank reich and his coaching staff and then in the new hires here in uptown charlotte this is the uptown sports crowd on fox sports radio charlotte And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7 FM. Catch us digitally on Spotify, Apple Music, Fox Sports Radio Charlotte app, or the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte website. It's just FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com. It's a long one, but I believe in you. I believe that you can type that word, but just put your index fingers on the home keys and go to work. Yeah, and if you do Fox Charlotte, it should pop up. It should pop up. If you want to do a little shortcut, if we were tech savvy, we would... uh Find a way to do a shortcut. We'll find a way, you know, to get a QR code in front of all of our listeners so they can just scan it just like they're at some local barbecue restaurant in the menu. But unfortunately, we are not tech savvy. We were both communication majors. My name is Mackie Gallagher. I've got Ben Cole right here beside me. Ben, I've been, uh, I've been, I'll tell you this before we go back into Super Bowl talk. I have been hired as the in-arena host for Charlotte 49ers men's basketball game for the remainder of the season. And, uh... If you ever have a chance to do a gig like this, I highly suggest you do it. That we've done a lot of like play by play PA announcing, you know, just regular radio. You've done more production. You've done stuff with TV and arena hosting is one of those things I did not know I needed in my life.
0: No, it's very fun. It's no, it's, it's fun. like trivia to a to a whole other level. It is. And
1: and that's really what it is. Like it's funny because uh like you get out there and you know what in arena hosting is you have the PA announced, you know, doing the starting line, it's like foul on number two, Ben Cole. First personal second team foul, stuff like that. And then whenever there's like a media timeout, and you know, there's like like UNC Then they're, they're like, like,
0: now let's go down to Mackie Gallagher yeah. in front of the student section. He's gonna, you know, he's like, blah. All right, we're here for the Domino's <laughs> free throw
1: shootout. <laughs> <laughs> you have thirty seconds to win your entire section, and you just gotta ad lib. And the funniest thing, like, I love all all the students and all the contestants and all this. But it's so funny when they come out here for like a shooting contest and like, you know, everybody's hyped. They're cheering them on in the beginning. And then they miss like three or four in a row. And, and you're you like, just have right, to be you like, it. you got it. You <laughs> got like, to <laughs> maintain that positivity. <laughs> and then they may, they go for like one for seven. And you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> but man, I enjoy doing that. I just wanted to express it. Thank you, Charlotte and the uh, University of North Carolina, Charlotte, for letting me do that. I have a grand time while PA-ing or being the N arena and, host for any of
0: their sports, and go catch a game if you're a Charlotte fan. Go down there, come down the Halton Arena. Mm-hmm. G- Show get, some support for Mackie. Get, get my attention. Team.
1: Get my attention. They throw shirts out. They throw stuff out every time they hit a three. I'll try to. I'll try to direct the the gold dusters or the cheer team to throw one your way. We'll we'll do some insider trading with t-shirts after <laughs> a three-point con- or after a 3 point is hit. Shout out uh, Ali Khalifa last night. Sorry. Uh, Or earlier this week, the Charlotte 49ers beat Western Kentucky in overtime. And this man, Ali, was dominating the boards. I've never seen a big man in college shoot a three as good as he has. That, like, oh, Halton Arena was rocking. Buzzing. Was rocking. If only... I could have experienced college basketball like that at Appalachian State during the years I was up there between 2015 and 2019. Dustin Kern, shout out to you! You just got your hundredth career win as an App State basketball coach this week. Uh, Jim Fox, yeah, you, uh, I couldn't, I, I couldn't enjoy he App State the vibe. basketball. He did kill the vibe. He did kill the vibe. You know what killed the vibe in the Super Bowl though, Ben?
0: The refs.
1: The refs. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying yes. It is a hold. We're going to talk about this mm-hmm. holding call on James Bradbury. That I'm glad gave, you addressed that. That and gave Kansas City the first down, which pretty much iced the game with the Harrison Bucker uh, late field goal to make it uh, the final
0: 38-35. But, uh, it was a hold. It was a hold. And, and one thing, before you get into it, yeah, it annoyed me on both the broadcast and afterwards on all of these talk shows, not the Uptown Sports Crowd, though, <laughs> Guys running the clip back of the hold or screenshotting the hold, that wasn't when it was called. Yeah. The the part where, you know, he kinda has his arm wrapped around Juju, mm-hmm. but like he's already making that kind of fly route. Yeah. The hold was when Juju spun around to yeah. make that fly route. Yeah, the hold was before when everyone was like, "Oh, that's not a hold." I'm saying, you yeah. know, but-
1: you, we, we don't show those false videos on on the Uptown Sports crowd because we're on the radio. But if we had video <laughs> with our show, we would have made sure we actually showed yeah. the hole. But for those of you that don't know, which if you're listening to the show, once again, you are a sports fan in the Super Bowl, I'm assuming you watch. But it was late in the game. Juju Smith was uh, just running his route. James Bradbury, one of the better corners in the league, grabbed his jersey. Clear, clear mm-hmm. hole.
0: It was when Juju spun away. He, mm-hmm. It was kind of a similar route. We yeah. were talking not the corn dog. The but corn it, dog. it was like a... It was like an in, and then it was a fake in, and then a wheel route. Mm -hmm. So he spun around, did a little one eighty to go do the wheel route, and then that's when the jersey—you could see the jersey—tugged on. It was not attached to Juju's back. It was it was stretched. It was it was a clear cut hold. Bradbury said in the post game, it it was a hold. You know, he felt bad about it, but you know, he was like, "I held him."
1: Yeah, took accountability. And and here's what bothers me about it. It was a hold. I will preface that. I've said it three (laughs) times. I'm going to say it again. It was a hold. I don't think the ball was catchable without the hold. Mm -hmm. And not even that. If you slow the video down on that same play, the Chiefs offensive left tackle had illegal hands hands to the the face on the defensive end for the Eagles. And – you don't have a penalty thrown like that the entire game. You don't have no defense. Uh, you don't have no defensive holdings until then. You don't have like you don't have pass interference, face mask, illegal hands to the ga- uh, hands to the face. You call that on the same play. There was illegal hand, illegal hands to the face. It's easier to see a jersey tug, but once again, it is a play that comes down to the final minute, final seconds of the Super Bowl. And once again, the Chiefs. It can be argued were handed an easy victory in a big game, similar to the AFC Championship game. Which, yes, that was that could have been unnecessary roughness. It it was unnecessary roughness on uh, the the young Bengals linebacker who pushed uh, Patrick Mahomes out of bounds in the AFC Championship game. But you know that penalty is just icing the game. You and, know it is, and and, we- and you're telling. I'm sorry, but you're, no, you're telling good. me that there were no other single plays in the game that you could have called that, but you called it at this pivotal moment that automatically puts the Chiefs in field goal position.
0: So, a couple of things. First, it's interesting because we talked about it. You know, you mentioned the illegal hands to the face. What did we say a week ago? Consistency. Yep. That's all we want to see. Yep. Two fouls on the same play. We just want to see consistency. If it was offsetting, no well, one's talking about it. Nobody's talking, no about, talking it. about it. No one's talking about it. Another thing that I think is interesting, and this is just me, you know, making observations, I like how you mentioned a jersey tug is easier to see. Because yeah. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but it, it's kind of valid. It's like a psychological aspect of it. And, you know, being a ref, especially football is the hardest yeah. sport to ref. It, it, there's just Agreed. so many moving pieces. Agreed. It is the hardest sport to ref. But I think it's interesting because the the Chiefs or are, are the uh, Bradbury had – green gloves i believe mm-hmm. he had a, he had a very pro, like a very bright colored glove it wasn't white but the contrast on the jersey was so clear cut yeah. that it almost draws attention to it more mm-hmm. cuz i saw somebody saying stop wearing colored gloves wear white gloves you know, if you're playing in a away team or whatever yeah. in a, in away jerseys, or wear wear gloves that match the jerseys yeah. of the guys you're playing, it, it, it shouldn't matter. But it's almost like a psychological thing because you don't want to draw attention to it. No,
1: and that's what if 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 there's not going to be any AI in football, I'm like I don't want like I don't want football officiating or like even umpiring coming down to robots or AI. But if if it's going to all be human, (laughs) if it's going to be us humanoids out there (laughs) making these calls, yeah, make it harder for them to make these calls. Mm -hmm. But once again, it's just a pivotal, pivotal play. Similar to the Super Bowl last season with the Rams and Bengals. Like that no defensive holding or pass interference the whole game. And then that weak arm wrapped around Cooper Cup late in the game that gives the Rams an automatic first down, which is the Chiefs were already in field goal position, I believe. They were like... On, like, the 25-30. Yeah. But once again, like, that just gave him a first down, which allowed them to run out the rest out of the, the clock. Run out the clock. Um, And shout-out Jarek McKinnon a for going play, down. play, high IQ play. Yeah, he, he, saw, he saw the Eagles that were going to let him score, and he just went down. And he could have solidified a icing touchdown that could have, uh, you know— Giving them the lead, giving them the lead. That could, it, it, it could have. He would have been able to though, say, he would have been able to tell his yeah. grandkids, his kids, it's like I had the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, but he put the team before himself. But that's the thing; it might not have been
0: the game-winning touchdown because if he had gone in and scored, True. there's a minute and change left for Jalen Hurts and that high-powered Eagles offense to march down the field and, and tie they it, were, and or they were
1: moving down the field every mo- time they had Exactly, the
0: or if they want, score a touchdown, ride the momentum, go for two, win. So you never know. It's you know, it's a what-if moment. But I'm, I also think it's interesting. Because you mentioned these pivotal plays, you don't see these fouls called, you know, at certain points of the game, and then you do at the end. I'm not playing devil's advocate for either side, but I think we see these situations occur so often because of these stressful moments at the end of the game. Refs don't want to miss a bad call. You know, they, they can't win either way. No, Obviously, someone will not. we no, know this. Someone fair. is going to be unhappy regardless. But refs don't want to miss a blatant call at the end of the game that could swing the outcome. And at the same time, players, you know, they might not commit these fouls throughout the whole game, but then when it comes down, you know, teams in the red zone, there's two minutes on the clock. Next thing you know, you're playing a little more wound up, and then you 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 commit that holding penalty. So, I don't know. It's just interesting points it's of interesting.
1: view. It's interesting. Like, it's it was a penalty, but it's just like you're telling me there wasn't a single point throughout the whole game that same thing could have been exactly, called. Exactly, yeah. And then you call it at that play. It's just the inconsistency, like it, you it, said.
0: Again, yeah, it's just us wanting consistency. But still – I don't think that play takes away from how fun that game was. No, how entertaining it was, how back and forth it was. It was, it was a good Super Bowl. It was a great Super Bowl. And and can we just? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, yes. <laughs> has been barking in all of these post game interviews and in their Super Bowl prayed Like, no one believed in us. No one thought we were going to the playoffs. He said that. Yeah. He said that. No, he, no one thought we were going that to the playoffs after the Super Bowl. Who, who, time stamp it for me, who, who, Al, who said the Chiefs were not making the playoffs? Because maybe, maybe there were, at the beginning of the playoffs, when Ty- yes. Or
1: when Tyreek Hill traded, like, yeah. oh, what will this like, mean Yeah, like maybe in the, the off offense? season,
0: but, and then maybe at the, you know, before the playoffs People started, it was... People we, said,
1: we've been rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, we just signed our go quarterback to 10 years, $500 million. Yeah, we have Andy Reid. Yeah, we have Andy Reid, the best tight end in the game. Fuck. Oh. No, that was stupid when he said
0: that. No, that was funny though, because yeah, it's like who who said that, man? And, but and um one cool thing
1: that was unlocked by the Chiefs this late in the regular season and this postseason is their running backs. Mm-hmm. Pacheco Pacheco went off. I saw a tweet where it said Pacheco <laughs> runs like someone is holding his family <laughs> yeah, yeah. hostage and they will kill him. <laughs> If he doesn't get five yards per carry. (laughs) And it's so true. (laughs) No, but he runs so, like, I loved watching Pacheco this last half of the season. And. Uh, Jarek McKinnon has been great, especially for the receiving game. Uh, Juju Smith on his had, had a great second half on his one-year deal. He was talking mm-hmm. a lot of junk on Twitter. You know, A.J. Brown called him TikTok boy. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and uh, overall, it was, just, it was just fun to watch. But yeah, it's not like the Chiefs lost many people other than Tyree Kill. I mean, Tyree Kill was massive uh, for the Chiefs, but they averaged more points per game, more yards per game, and more 20-plus plays in a season than they did with Tyree Kill. So it's just one of those things. It's like, no, the Chiefs are a good all-around team they have good enough stars in key positions you know you have you have a defensive lineman uh, and frank clark you got these the linebackers and stuff that are just hounding the quarterback in the backfield i mean yeah for kelsey to come out there and say that i just thought it was funny because the movie said i was like what
0: yeah everyone was like, was like yeah i don't i think you're making stuff up <laughs> it
1: was fun my homes is now two for three in Super Bowls. Uh, and he only lost to the goat. Only lost to the goat. Jalen Hurts, I believe he will be back. Shout out to the shout out to the Eagles. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. That was uh that was an incredible season. One of the best regular seasons in NFL history. Um, I agree. But uh, you know, people were saying they had a they had a Mickey Mouse run, you know, uh, comes up after the NBA bubble uh in the in the playoffs, you know, playing uh Daniel Jones and the Giants, no offense. And then uh playing the fourth string quarterback of the 49ers but for somebody to have a mickey mouse run quote unquote like the Chiefs or like the eagles have done they stuck it to the chiefs Mm -hmm. and they made the chiefs play to the very last second yeah i mean
0: they were dominating the first half
1: shout out to sirianni second season as a coach led the team to a super bowl lost both coordinators but i'm excited to see what jalen hurts can do moving forward
0: yeah um other final thoughts on the Super Bowl halftime show? One out of ten. Oh yeah, uh, one out of ten.
1: Uh, I'll give one through ten. Are you one saying through it's one? ten? Okay, one through ten. My bad. No, I'll, I'll give it
0: one to ten.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give it a ten. I don't care. I'm a huge Rihanna fan. She played all the hits. People are like that. She wasn't dancing. She was. Dancing. She came out as pregnant. She was. She was suspended 150 feet in the air. What What you want her to do? I thought the choreography and stuff was cool. I thought the floating stages were nice.
0: It was wild. Yeah, the floating stages were very cool. I really liked the stage setup. Could yeah. not be me. I'm terrified of heights. Uh, even if terrified I was of trapped- heights, but
1: rode a donkey down the Grand Canyon. Man. <laughs> Trust don't, me, don't I to was this apprehensive.
0: Man. <laughs> 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 um, but. Even if I was strapped into one of those platforms, ooh, I'm still not doing. Did you see one of the one of the backup dancers fell at one point? They right. stumbled and like yeah. called themselves, no, 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 no. no, no. no.
1: She, she played all the hits I wanted her to. I gave she I did. give it a nine. Uh, what 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 would yours be?
0: I, I'd go with a, with an eight. With an eight or nine? With an eight. I really yeah. liked the atmosphere. The the. The routines yeah. and everything, and she played all the hits. And I'm, a, yeah, I like, like Rihanna. No,
1: and yeah, people are like, there's people are like, where's the guest? That not everybody needs a guest. No, and and like she had what 13 or 14 total minutes of yeah, uh, and got of, through like nine editing. songs. Yeah, so I think it was like 12 or 13. Oh, yeah, I think she pretty much averaged a song per minute, and finishing with uh, Diamonds like the way it was like mm-hmm. the camera work and stuff. It it was it was, it was a cinematic. It was a, it was a good show. It was a good production, and that's what it these was. halftime shows are like. It's a production.
0: And, and one thing, I think somebody. Mentioned it at our Super Bowl uh, get together. I appreciated how they the, they used the whole field. They didn't. You see in some past Super oh, yeah. Bowl halftime shows, they have these like paid actors and fans to like just get up there I'm and jump that they're up kind and down. Driving like, aw-
1: or driving away aw- from that.
0: Yeah, and in this one, it was just like give them the whole field, let them do their thing. I, I liked it much better. And yeah, with the the flashlights in the yeah. in the background, that I, was cool.
1: I, I liked all the dancers. I forgot what song. Uh, it was leading up to. I think it was "Rude Boy," but when the camera was going down the stage and it had like the groups of oh, four dancers dancing cool. like, to the yeah, beat, yeah, yeah. and then like they moved to the side and Rihanna was standing right there, it's like, "Come on, Rude Boy, boy, can you <laughs> give it up?" But also, Rihanna's just she's a very, uh, very pretty woman. When she started, I'm like you know, bonk, she was, <laughs> bonk, she was staring down. I was like, ah, oh, Rihanna. When you going on tour again, Rihanna's one of those tours I might I yeah. might drop a good bit of money. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to regardless. But it's one of those, <laughs> like, every song that she plays has just been a hit. And that's what a lot of my friends and some of the people, shout out Jack Powers and I get Allie Powers now. Congratulations on the marriage. Uh, they said uh, at the Super Bowl party was, I forgot how many, like, bops Rihanna had. It's true. Like, She's like, no, legendary. She, like, she was the music from, like, middle, high school, even through college. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, this is a whole other thing, but I'm not gonna go into it. But I personally favor Rihanna over Beyonce. Both yeah. are legendary, but Rihanna is just I mean, every song. That sounds every song.
1: Bop. Me personally, yes. I can't I'm not I don't know if I no, which yeah. one's is more talented because I No, I I'm wa- just saying my yeah, personal my person.
0: favorite. I would rather play yeah. Rihanna than Beyonce. Because I watched,
1: I've watched that. I, I agree with that. I love Beyonce though. Um and I watched that. Uh, documentary that she had. I think it's like the Coachella one. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was like a two-hour documentary beyond I don't remember <laughs> what the name was, but that was crazy. When I watched that, I was like, oh, Queen Bee! I understand why you got the beehive all over you. Mm. But mm-hmm. no, good halftime show. I'm excited to see what next year's halftime show is like. Uh, and uh, what what would you rank halftime shows in the last few years? Like, Where would you rank them? It's hard them? for
0: me to remember what all of them were. Right um, now, so
1: you know remember remember when the when the Panthers were in the Super Bowl Super Bowl 50 uh that was Bruno Mars and Beyonce that one and was that one was, pr- that one was pretty good and but Cold that Play one had like well. the
0: paid actors and everything i don't i'm actually not a huge bruno mars guy really yeah really so i wasn't crazy about that one um but Trying to remember what some of the other ones were. Uh didn't Adam Levine come and do one recently. Maroon, uh, Maroon 5, Five and uh Travis Scott. Yeah, yeah. That one I wasn't too crazy that about. Was, either. That one
1: was cool because that was uh it wasn't cool because of this, but that was the year that the creator of SpongeBob passed away and everybody uh, was like, Are they gonna yeah. do SpongeBob in a in the show or whatever? And they kinda did it. Like mm-hmm. they did it quit and then they went in down there and they went into sickle mode.
0: But uh, from recent memory recency bias, I don't know, I like the Rihanna one. Rihanna, I like I like the weekend. Uh, oh yeah, that was a good one.
1: And I'm trying to think there was one
0: the the m Dr. Dre Snoop
1: Dogg one was really good. Yeah. Uh is there is there a specific artist Who I or would a like band to see... you would like to see in the next year? Like is there like what band should make a comeback Nickelback. oh don't even I'm tell me that you know you know i'm not so i'll tell you this if you're a hater of nickelback get off the internet stop letting the
0: internet influence you <laughs> they're a great band look
1: at this photograph and yeah man i'm not
0: throwing line because i'll never get in so i don't like nickelback but no. mackie loves them um i wouldn't say love I don't, but I don't, they have bops i don't know if i can honestly think of one off the top of my head maybe we'll close out the show with our thoughts on that one
1: Man, I'm, well, I wanted to. I wanted to. Well, who think who about do you think?
0: All right, who, who do you want to see?
1: I don't know. Maybe we'll close out the show with thoughts <laughs> on time. I don't know. Greta Van Fleet has been getting huge recently, uh, yeah. and
0: I, I, I've heard them live. Ooh, I would love to see Lord. Really? <laughs> I'm a big Lord guy. Really? Yeah, really. I mean, the only I, reason I'm saying
1: that is because there is that. Viral video of her, and she's singing.
0: I might not know what you're talking about. And
1: she's singing, and I don't really know any Ward songs other than... uh that one that was really popular, like in two thousand twelve or thirteen.
0: She has a couple of boss like Will never Royals teams. Ro-
1: royal, yeah. Is that one? Will never
0: be Royal, yeah. Yeah, that
1: one. But she was uh singing, and the crowd started singing with her, and then she's like shh, and she started singing, and it was like the worst live vocals I've ever heard in my life. So just because of that, interesting. I'm against yeah, that's it.
0: fair. I haven't I haven't heard her live. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Quinn ninety two mm-hmm. underground artist. I like Quinn. Quinn Quinn's a good one. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, don't know. I would.
1: I, I wish. I wish, like an eighties or classic rock band that that's still would be around cool. that still sounds like sound like they did could do, could play it. Yeah. Like I mean, hey, I heard I saw Journey and Toto in concert in May, and they sounded exactly how they do on every recorded studio album they have. So if one of them bands or bands like that want to make Saint a Motel? return, I'm all about classic rock bands. All right. When we come back, we are going to talk coaches. For the Carolina Panthers, as this staff that is being formed down there on Mint Street is one that should be feared. Don't go anywhere. He's Ben Cole. I'm Mackie Gallagher. This is the Uptown Sports Ground on Vox Boards Radio, Charlotte. It's the up-down sports crowd. Ben, did I ever tell you that you're the best friend that I've ever had?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I love Queen. <laughs> Queen man, so
1: many hits. Queen, so many hits, so many emotions. R.I.P. Freddie, Freddie Mercury. That range, dude. Uh, what did what did he say in because uh, in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie? I mean, it obviously That's wasn't not Freddie vague. Mercury. Uh, but what did he say about, like, something, like, with his mouth or, like, with his oh, teeth? So, like, yeah, he was yeah, born his, with, where, well, yeah, I was was born with
0: like, I don't know if it was extra teeth, but he basically had extra room in his mm-hmm. mouth so he could reach different octaves. Yeah. Yeah, which basically, he was he was a hack. <laughs> he,
1: he was. He's a cheat code when it comes to wrestling. Or not wrestling. When it comes to, he was a boxer. He was a cheat code when it comes to singing. No, this is the Uptown Sports Crowd. He's Ben Cole. My name is Mackie Gallagher. We were talking about uh, who do we think would do the halftime show next next uh, Super Bowl? Um, I got my answer. I think the cast of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be In my one. right-hand man. <laughs> Good production. You should check it out if you haven't already. <laughs> Uptown Sports Crowd, let's talk Carolina Panthers. I know the NFL season is over. That means preparation for next season has begun. And we talked about the Frank Reich hiring, the first show after it happened, and we both expressed our uh, our support of the hiring. Mm-hmm. I said, if it wasn't Steve Wilkes, I want it to be Frank Reich. Uh, as time has gone on and new coaches have been added to the staff, I, other than him being an offensive and more experienced head coach on his resume, I can see why Frank Reich got the job. Because if Steve Wilkes... Was upgraded to permanent head coach from interim head coach. I'm not sure if he would have a staff that the Carolina Panthers have it's right true. now. The Panthers have a, have a great staff. They have, uh, of course, Frank Reich as the head coach. Just hired Josh McCown as the quarterback's coach. He retained James Camden as the offensive line coach. Deuce Staley from Detroit it served as the aso- assistant, assistant head coach. Head coach. Yeah. And the running backs coach for the Lions is now a part on the Panthers as the same role. Uh, defensive coordinator from the Broncos, Jiro Evero. I'm going to master that pronunciation by the time the season comes. And then also a senior assistant in Jim Codwell. Yeah, that's I was great. not expecting that. No. That happened uh, that happened earlier this week. And man those are just some of the highlights to me personally that I want to talk about. Uh, Parks Frazier was hired as the pass game coordinator. He was a pass game coordinator for a couple of the quarterbacks under Frank Reich's uh, regime in Indianapolis. But one thing that I am seeing that's an immediate difference from the Matt Rule staff is the amount of experience in the NFL, both as a player and, and, a, and coach. a coach. And in the playoffs and Super Bowl as well. Throughout that experience, and it's 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 wild going from the Matt Rule era Carolina Panthers to what the Panther staff is looking like now. It's like that drastic change you do in your next relationship after a bad breakup. You know, you just go to the total, <laughs> total opposite, the total opposite end of the spectrum. But no, I'm I'm liking this. Uh, Frank Reich, thirty years of experience both in the NFL. As a player and coach, obviously the first uh person to complete a passing touchdown. touchdown for the Carolina Panthers. Uh made the playoffs with the Colts twice. Josh McCown, I really like that hire as quarterback's coach. He has been on ten career teams. Uh he was on the Panthers from two thousand eight to two thousand nine. And, and he
0: knows the evolution of the game. Exactly. And, and that's one thing I think will really benefit from having McCown is yeah, he's he's a recent player, mm-hmm. you know, and he's bounced around on a bunch of different teams. He knows so many different schemes and everything. I think that's a great addition no, like you and said. That's
1: why, because I think I think backups like that in the NFL are are much more significant Studied. and important mm-hmm. to their respective teams as people may give them credit for like even look at Chad Henney with, yeah. with the Chiefs like he's not going to be one that could possibly lead them to the playoffs or Super Bowl who knows like God forbid something happens to Mahomes but that is a quarterback I find uh, I find you know Comfort in if I was a Chiefs fan, if Mahomes is out for a game or two, just with his experience, uh, being able to, you know, just manage the game for a few games. Yeah, or let something a 90 like yard drive. Yeah, same and, with, and yeah, when he same, came in and
0: off the bench cold.
1: Well, exactly. Same with, like, you know, a Chase Daniel on the Chargers or a Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was in, even though Ryan Fitzpatrick got some more, uh, experience as a starter but no josh mccown as a uh as a quarterback's coach i was really thrilled for that hiring i'm um, also this this happened early on after reich's uh after reich being hired as the head coach james camden the offensive line coach he had his first season as the offensive line coach uh, for the panthers last year and the panthers were I, I believe a top 10 offensive line in the league uh icky iguanu the way he played uh, throughout the whole season, showed how important that pick was as a rookie. As a rookie, that's incredible. and I believe, knock on wood, I believe that the Panthers have found their franchise left tackle in Icky. You know, he's a he's a North Carolina boy, went to NC State. Played great for the Wolfpack. A stat that stood out to me for James Camden and the Panthers offensive line. Last season in 2022, they allowed 36 sacks on Mm -hmm. the multiple quarterbacks that started for the Panthers. 11th in the league. 11th in the league. And the year before, they allowed 52 sacks. This is before... 28th in the league. 28th in the league. This is before James Camden took over. So he went from a 28th ranked offensive line in terms of sacks allowed to tied for 11th right outside of the top 10. That's huge. Now, let's talk about Ajiro Evero. Well, I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing that name. We are going, I, I was listening to clips. I don't know why. I'm having brain farts right now. I even have it written out in phonetic spelling on my sheet right here in front of me. He was a defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos in 2020. 22. But the Broncos were bad. Listen, the offense was bad. The Denver defense was was incredible. Incredible. And Panther fans, we know what that Denver defense can do. But... Mm -hmm. Because uh, there was a point in the season to where the Broncos would have had nine wins if they just scored more than 16 points. The the, the Broncos defense did their job holding opponents out of the end zone. That offense just could not get anything going. Listen to these stats from the Denver defense in 2022. Seventh in the NFL in total defense in terms of yards per game. Tenth best rushing defense. And second in opponent opponent, third third down down conversion conversion percentage. percentage. Uh. We finish each other's sentences. <laughs> and, then, and then he was top 10 in multiple other categories, but those were three that stuck out to me. That third mm-hmm. down conversion percentage, woo, wee
0: <laughs> that, that looks good to me. And and a big thing that stopped, uh, sticks out to me, they were in the top 10 in defensive three and out percentage. Yes. They're fourth. Fourth and three and outs. That means that offense had three plays no and they rhythm. got out of there. No rhythm. No rhythm at all. No, I'm— they're putting together a good unit. I mean, it is crazy the turnaround, the immediate turnaround we might see with the Carolina Panthers, right. especially having the benefit of being in the division they are in. Right. We might see one of the best ROIs, <laughs> return on investment. And. Um, in- and you know teams just one year turnarounds. it's it's crazy no and
1: i'm so excited to see what the panthers do in the offseason whether they trade whether they trade up in the draft who they draft all that stuff we'll get there of course as it nears uh the senior assistant the senior assistant of the carolina panthers is the elusive Jim Codwell. Jim Codwell should have already locked up a head coaching job Mm -hmm. somewhere for the past couple of years. He is 62 and 50 as a head coach in his career with four playoff berths and two 11 win seasons and a conference conference championship. championship. And what's also crazy is he has won two Super Bowls as an assistant with Indianapolis and Baltimore as well and has made the playoffs 13 of the 17 seasons. He has been a part of any team in any capacity as a coach. So he has been a part of a winning culture of a football team. And I don't know if you can hear the energy, the excitement in my voice. The experience just between these few coaches that I have named on the staff most likely outranked the experience all of Matt Rule's coaches and his staff have had combined. Um, And then we cannot forget Deuce Staley. Why am I bringing up Deuce Staley? Once again, the assistant head coach and running backs coach for the Detroit Lions for the last couple of seasons, he is holding that same role with the Carolina Panthers. Why am I saying this? Because the Lions running backs had 23 touchdowns, which was third in the NFL and he has he has experience as a player and coach, and for a running back group, especially a running back group that might not be as stable or solidified on the team as like Deontay Foreman or uh, Juba Hubbard or uh, uh, or Blackshear. You know, having a legendary coach in the position, having somebody with that experience, can you know take this running back group over the top that has already showed so much promise, you know, when they came in after the Christian McCaffrey trade. It just seems like right now the panthers have a top 10 man in every single position and that was david tepper's main goal uh going into the coaching staff was we're not looking to just win we're looking to hire you mm-hmm. know the we're not looking to hire the best candidate for us we're looking to hire a top 10 candidate that in in any aspect that could be a top 10 candidate on any team in any position they want to make sure exactly. they have a top 10 coaching staff and right now they are well on their way to doing that but just the, the coaching turnaround for the Carolina Panthers is one to get excited for. The Panthers having the ninth pick is one to get is something to get excited excited for. The Panthers having all of these picks from the San Francisco 49ers that could be used as draft capital to make a move in the offseason or to make a move in the draft is something to be excited for. I do this every single season. Every single season <laughs> I'm like, this is our year. I don't care what happened last year. The Panthers <laughs> just need to go one and 2 and 3 and one, something like that. I don't care. Just be above five hundred and my heart is broken within the first couple games of the season. But
0: it really feels different this year. It feels
1: different this year. You know, the Panthers were in the playoff conversation in early January with the interim head coach. Tom Brady is no longer on the Bucs. He has signed the papers. He's officially retired. The Saints are in shambles right now. Mm -hmm. The Falcons... They're the Falcons. They're the Falcons, <laughs> but, you know, they got they got some things to work with down there. Yeah. But right now, I, I don't see anything from the Buster No immediate Saints. threat. No immediate threat. Like, the Panthers are in prime position, just like they were this past season, to completely take over the NFC South. And with this coaching staff and with the roster and how they played to end the 2022 season— it's very early, but I see no reason for them not to come out of the NFC South on top. I agree, unless some crazy off-season trades happen. We are very early. Well,
0: you saw the script got released for next year. The script the, did get released script, for next year. The script year. got released. The Panthers are uh, going to finish thirteen and four, I believe.
1: Yes, that's what the NFL script <laughs> for twenty twenty three said. And you know what? If 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 that means the NFL is scripted, I am okay with it. Yeah. I am completely okay with it. Exactly. But but, uh,
0: but realistically, what what are you kind of expecting? What do you what do you think prediction Panthers prediction, next year? I
1: mean, last, last season I said. I don't expect them to get over five wins, so they beat me. Uh, I, I expect them to get at least nine. I'm going least ten. Nine or I think ten. they go ten because ten and seven. I, it seems like that is the average win between all these coaches is around nine, mm-hmm. ten wins. I expect them to make the playoffs at this point. I do too. With Jim caught with all the all the experience they have at the coordinator and head coaching positions, and all the experience from past seasons and successful seasons and conference championships, Super Bowls. This staff knows what you need to do in the NFL, not in college. In the NFL mm-hmm. to win, so I expect them to do just that. Right now, based on the the roster and the staff they have now, nine to ten wins.
0: Nine to ten wins. I agree. In a playoff berth.
1: playoff birth. I'm expecting a play. I'm expecting mm-hmm. a divisional title. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm excited. You can hear it in my voice. Don't go anywhere. We got the final segment of the Uptown Sports Crowd coming right up. I want to talk about World Series of Poker. Oh, okay. Don't go anywhere. Uptown Sports Crowd. He's Ben. I'm Mackie. See you soon.
0: Welcome back to the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio, Charlotte, 94.7 FM. I'm Ben Cole, joined with my guy, Mackie Gallagher. Hi. It's the final segment of the show on this lovely Sunday morning. We just talked some NFL Super Bowl recap, talked some Panthers coaching, hires, and now going to jump in to something. The World Series of Poker. It's in Cherokee, their circuit event. They travel the United States to eligible casinos and venues. Uh, but they're in Cherokee right now. I will be playing in it. I'm very excited. I came in 70th out of 1,300 last year. Cashed for about $1,000. We'll see what we can do this year. I'm, I'm excited for it. But and una-
1: I, I'm just going to interrupt and say there was one time we were playing poker and I went all in on Ben and I won. That is true. <laughs> it
0: is true. True story. He's, he's not lying. But another thing I'm excited about that I want to talk about this weekend was the NHL Stadium Series. It was at For those of you that don't know, my non-NHL fans, they do a stadium series event every year where they host a game at a stadium that is not an NHL stadium. So, for instance, the New York Rangers hosted one. They played at Yankee Stadium one year. That's a baseball stadium. I know. Outdoors. It's very cool, though. It's an outdoor game. It's Mm -hmm. very cool. It attracts a lot of attention. This year, it was in... Raleigh, North Carolina.
1: What? That's right up, up the road.
0: Carter Finley Stadium, home of the NC State Wolfpack football team. Uh it was a great atmosphere. It was uh it's very cool to see hockey being showcased in the South in North Carolina, but they played the Capitals. It was a very cool atmosphere, very fun game, you know, brought a lot of money and attention to North Carolina. But just awesome to see the NHL stadium series happening here and the Carolina hurricanes are like second in the second in the NHL. So they're doing very well. They're always a contender for a cup. So they're killing it. Get hop on that Canes bandwagon. If you haven't already,
1: uh, Hop on it? Do you think, do you think it could, it, could it be possible for the Canes to face your ranges? Oh, Your Rangers after getting Tarasenko, yeah, who was on a cover of an NHL video game, as I have learned, right? No, but it's uh, it's crazy.
0: No, the Rangers and Canes battled it off in the playoffs last year. And Rangers came back and won that in Game Seven, kind of embarrassed the Canes. So I'm sure the Canes yeah. would love to have that rematch. But it'll be it'll be it's a fun year. The year's kind of winding down. The Canes really could win the Stanley Cup. So I'm telling you, locals. Start watching some hockey. I'll it's a fun it. sport.
1: It is fun. I, I I love how I've been watching more and more just every year. Mm-hmm. Play all hockey, and it's always there. Have been so many times where I'm watching. There was one game. It was not too long ago. It was uh like five two, and. Th- Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't 5 2. It was that San Jose Sharks game. And I think the Canes, where they came back and scored like an overtime. Like they scored an empty netter. Then they were were up like 5 3. And I missed all four goals from either team in the last three minutes. And I don't know how. I was watching the game and I would (laughs) look down to answer a text. I would look up and be like, SCORE! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you got to pay attention in the hockey game. It's so quick, man. It is fun. But I would love to go check out a Stadium Series hockey game one time. Like, I think anything that just makes something unique is just worth watching like like you know that like a basketball game that was played on that uh, that I think it was Michigan State UNC years ago that was played mm-hmm. on that uh, Navy battleship yeah. or an aircraft carrier. Like just watching a basketball game out there would be crazy. it's just cool. It's yeah. just cool. It just gives you a whole different like experience, different experience. of a sport exactly. that you've experienced so much already. And so uh, I w- I would love that. And it is it is awesome that they are having it in Raleigh at Carter finley Stadium like right yep. here. Um, and are they doing that because it was the Canes? Like do they normally have these stadium series so they, games around like where one of the teams? Yeah. Are?
0: So, you know, it, first it comes down to who are the teams we're going gotcha. to be okay. selecting to play, and they rotate, and then, and then it becomes what's the possible venue. So it was cool. The Canes, have, the Canes are a powerhouse every year now with Rod Brendamore as the head coach. Yeah. They're a very fun team to watch. Rod Brendamore's whole philosophy they They're fairly is, young, too. They yeah, have some fairly young stars, they are. don't they? Yeah, uh, Svechnikov, Seth Jarvis. But, you know, their whole style of play is throw pucks on net, so they're a very fun team to watch. But they chose the Hurricanes, chose Carter Finley uh, right next door to PNC, and it was a great experience. Man,
1: yeah. Hockey, football, Super Bowl, Rihanna, Nickelback, <laughs> Lord, cast of Hamilton. World Series of Poker. What don't we talk about here on the Uptown Sports Crowd? But for real, we appreciate you joining us every single Sunday. If you miss the show at any point, you can always catch us on Spotify or Apple Music. We post the podcast version same day as the show that goes live. Uh, That will do it for Ben Cole and myself. My name is Mackie Gallagher. He is Ben Cole, as I just stated. We will see you next Sunday, 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, 94.7 FM. (laughs)